There we go. There we go. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I am your host Jason, and today we got Drew and possibly Orlando later uh, if we can figure this out. But we got a new setup going on. We're recording differently. Hopefully the sound is better for you guys. Um, we're moving on up in the world. So uh, it is 2021. And if we thought shit couldn't get any weirder, we were only nine days in 2021, and the fucking world is ending here, folks. So strap in, and let's get ready for this year. <laughs> yeah! Oh, fuck. If you guys didn't catch the date, I actually said it early. It is January 9th, 2021. Um, yeah, so we're back. We had uh, we took two weeks uh, for the holidays, and I hope you guys... Enjoyed the last one. It was like I said, it was kind of a little different from our normal setup or normal like flow of things that we usually do. So um, if you guys enjoyed it, you know, let us know. Uh, maybe we'll do something like that in the future. Maybe we'll just save it for I don't know something different. Like I, if you guys keep following us, keep listening to us, let us know for the love of God, so we can you know give you more of what you guys want to hear. So, you know, tell us give us some, some things you want to hear, not just our normal rambling of bullshit sometimes, even though that's pretty much what we're going to keep doing anyway. So, um, I kind of wanted to start, um, cause we had some things before that we talked about, um, kind of do like a little catch up, really just one thing. Um, if you guys listen to us uh, about the Dragonlance lawsuit, we talked to we talked about um, Dragonlance suing Wizards of the Coast and what that could mean. Um, that case has been dismissed. It got dismissed. I want to say what three weeks ago now. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, so three weeks ago, um, it was dismissed uh, without prejudice, so they can reopen it. To me, that sounds like something was settled out of court and we it's over with now. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, we, I mean, I got nothing else to catch up on. Like, that's really the only thing that we've talked about that has had an update. And I try to look into some of the other lawsuits and I haven't found anything. So um, hopefully in the next, hopefully we get something this year. Who knows? So, um why don't you tell us what you've been up to for the last two weeks, Drew? Well, just enjoying the holidays overall. For once this year, Christmas didn't feel like a hectic, you know, run around. I, uh, I honestly enjoyed it more than I had in the past couple of years. It wasn't nearly as festive, obviously, because there wasn't as much family. But it, it didn't feel like I was running around like I was on fire like I usually do. As far as New Year's was concerned, it was pretty stock basic. Played some Smash Brothers with my son. Played some other games. Played Fire Emblem Warriors with him. Then we rang in the new year and we rolled forward. Not the weird stuff happened, notwithstanding. I, I honestly just—it's been pretty stock basic. I, I'm waiting on you know things to start rolling forward, but I have no expectations to the to the contrary that anything's going to change as far as you know the society's concerned, but. At home, everything's pretty much the same, so I'm not going to argue. How about yourself? Um, I downloaded Final Fantasy X and X-2 off the Switch because it was on deal. Um, I think like 
Did I do anything else? I don't think I did anything else. Um, bought my kid a couple minis. I got some minis. I've been doing a lot of painting and a lot of TikTok lately. That fifth, that uh, sixty second to fifteen second thing, just miniature focused stuff, like showing off my paint stuff. And um, I kind of got sucked into the Gundam community, which has actually been really, really fucking helpful. Um, that's like. That's weird because I'm not. It's not, I'm not used to being like welcomed to that quickly, and I'm not saying just because I'm a dick bag, but uh, it's it's weird that like you post like one thing and then they just come like, dude, show us more, do more. This is great. You're doing a good job, and I'm like, whoa. We need more communities like that. <laughs> so um, I did start Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I didn't really. I guess I really haven't gotten past what we talked about last time. I haven't done, I haven't really like touched it and I've been picking up more MTG stuff, Magic the Gathering stuff and more Pokemon stuff. I did draw I did draw the fat Pikachu, the $250 rainbow fat Pikachu and I was I'm fucking excited for that. And then um I've just been buying a lot of Commander Legends lately. I've been buying them by like the the three packs that you can find at like Walmart and Target. So I've been doing, I'm trying to think, like, how many have I picked up? I probably picked up, like, five or six of those now. So, um, yeah. That's pretty much all I've been doing. And then I, got, I just bought a box on eBay um, of Commander Legends, so I'm waiting for that to come in. I'm just waiting for orders to come in at this point, because it's just been busy at work and kind of been chilling. Anyway... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, fair enough. Again, it's been kind of uh, kind of been kind of lazy daisy. There's really nothing to say about it beyond that. Nah, we probably could have recorded, but um, I still I finally got the final cables in for this setup um, last week, and I don't know. I feel like it's been like slow news weeks. Like there hasn't really been much to talk about, and we've kind of just been reporting news, really. Yeah, and honestly, it's. It's kind of better this way, stacked up at least a little bit to work with. And, you know, as the year starts to progress, I'm pretty sure it's going to get going to get much more, you know, eventful as the as as it were. Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty eventful now. I mean, obviously, um, if you live under a rock, then you don't know what happened at the Capitol building Tuesday. Um, I heard about it while I was at work and I took my hour lunch just to try to figure out what the fuck was going on. But um, in the midst of all that, there's been a bunch of uh, bannings, a bunch of a bunch of weird things that happened. Um, and I guess that kind of rolls us into our first topic of Twitch and Twitch banning words like simp, virgin, incel, and then completely banning the PogChamp emote in the midst of everything that happened on Tuesday. I, honestly, in my opinion, um, you will like... If I don't agree with you, I will always defend your right to say something and um, or express yourself or whatever it is. That's just like the type of person I am. Um, I, I guess I'm not easily offended and I don't I don't crumble underneath the fucking weight of somebody's words, I guess. But. Um, I, I mean, the everything like everybody has something to say now. Like Firefox put out a statement saying that uh, looking for overarching uh, deplatforming of people 
The president's been banned off of Facebook, Twitter, um, apps like Parler uh, have been removed from the app store. Like it's. This is a very, very dangerous thing, in my opinion, and I'm very, very strong, like proponent for net neutrality and just overall free speech. Like I don't like if just because you can say something doesn't mean there aren't consequences to it. But at the same time, taking away people's rights to say something like it's just it just reminds me of shit that happens in China. Like people are banned from going to sites because these companies are being taken off of like app stores. Like you can't get to parlor unless you're going onto a website. You can't get to, and who knows what's going to happen with like, like bit shoot and all the other programs, like all the other, like alternative things to like Facebook and Google and you know, whatever. I don't know. They'll, they'll, they'll be gone. They'll be gone by the end of the month. Hell, I wouldn't even be shocked if it was gone within the next two weeks. Yeah, it's just, I mean, in my opinion, it's literally just a dangerous precedent. Like, Twitch, I can, I guess I can understand because the, some of the stuff they've gotten rid of is like, um, like they were trying to avoid bullying is what they're trying to do. And it's in their guidelines that you're not supposed to bully. So I can kind of get stuff like calling people an incel, a simp, virgin, banning that stuff from the platform. I get that. But then removing the PogChamp emote because of something he said politically on another forum in relation to... Like, just what was going on. Like, it's his own opinion, and because a group of people got offended by it, like, the emotes being removed. I mean, it's just an emote. I get it. Like, that's kind of, like, a dumb thing to even be talking about right now, but, you know, it's... <laughs> it is what it is. Like, it, it came with everything else, basically. So, I don't know. Just because you got a different uh, a political opinion that other people have, I don't think whatever we're probably gonna we're getting shut down in 2021 guys you know you <laughs> we're getting canceled already first podcast into the year we're canceled already guys right i'm ready i want to disappear into that memory oh, hole that everyone fuck. else has disappeared into but you know what i'm saying though like come on now like i will always defend your right to say something i don't like if it's if you straight up say something i disagree with like I think there needs to be a conversation type thing. I mean, I'm, obviously, if it's just straight up fucking racist, I'm never going to change your mind. Then, you know, go fuck yourself. But at the same time, like, if you just say something I don't agree with, like, it, I'm not going to label you as like an extreme of one side or the other. I'm not going to call you like a Nazi because you you had like an opinion about uh, fucking rioters and looters. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to call you a fascist because you had um, a good opinion about the, what happened on Tuesday. Like, I'm not like that's not like I'm not going to judge you on one thing you say. Like, if you say if you tell if you tell me stuff constantly over and over again, and you give me a reason to believe that you believe a certain way then I just don't associate with you. End of story. Done. I'm not going to end your life for it. Doesn't matter. We're in a hyper polarized time right now. No, everyone's trying. Everyone's choosing sides left and right. And honestly, I, I still remain just fucking indifferent to all of it. This is this has been a this has been a fucking tinderbox that has been that has been that has been building since 2015. Hell, I would even go as far as to say earlier than that, but documented, it's been since 2015. Yeah, it's just it it snowballed Don't so get quickly. Get worse before it gets better, dude. I'm just telling you now. No, yeah, it snowballed so quickly that I'm just like. 
what are you fucking doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, it, it doesn't, it, man. <laughs> both sides, like, politically, both sides are saying stupid shit right now. And it just, it just blows my mind. And it, it like, it hurts the people that, I guess, don't follow one of the ideologies. Like, it, it literally hurting the people in the middle. And I think there's more of a majority of the people sitting in the middle thinking you're both retarded than, no, oh, there we go again, another word. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's hurting the people in the middle and it, the people who don't care are the ones that are going to probably be affected the most by it. Yeah. So, Fair well, enough. at the end of the day, at Again, least so. creators are getting it swept away. Anybody with an independent thought process, anybody who, anybody who has any kind of uh, conservative leanings, those people are all just going to be memory hold. I'm not, it just is what it is. This was, this couldn't the the the, the, the uh, I'm not going to be tinfoily about it, but I'm just going to say <laughs> the powers that be. This is what they were hoping. This is what they couldn't could they could only have dreamed that this occurred because this gave them the carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they wanted with free speech a, as a whole. They, no. And and guess what? They don't have to they don't have to pay a damn thing because they got Section 230 protection that basically says that they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, My so response to that is I hope everyone just drop social media all wholesale and just goes back to living a life outside of the computer. I can lie to myself and believe that'll happen. But at this point, you know, it's not going to. No. And so it, basically the only way to really end this segment, that if you find a content creator that you really like, find out how to support them. Like, obviously like we share the Podbean link a lot and we, you know, we're on, Apple Music and Spotify, but who knows if something we say pisses somebody off and then we get deplatformed on those two. But we're we're still able to upload to Podbean. Like, you know, maybe I'll set up a website or something. Like, if you like a content creator and you like what they're doing, and for some reason that they seem controversial about something, find a way to follow them outside the normal way uh, that you've been following them, like through the social media stuff, because. Right now, it's just a shitstorm, and they might not be there, and then you can't find them, and then next thing you know, they just stop doing what they do, and you'll never have them again. So, just keep that in mind. That's all I'm saying. Just keep it in mind. <laughs> so, now that we've brought everybody down, let's get into our topics. <laughs> dude, let's get into the good stuff, like, because... Uh, if you've been following us, we've been talking a lot about magic, and this is probably gonna be the bulk of this cast right now because holy shit, like have I like jumped back into it like pretty hardcore. And let's start off by saying um first off, core 2020 2021 set has been released already. So that's already out for people to buy. Um I don't know when it got released. It just kind of like snuck in with everything else. Right? Or did I miss something? Uh, okay, so um, every core set is always pushed. Uh, uh, their uh, their title is always one year ahead. So core twenty twenty came out in twenty nineteen. Core twenty twenty one came out in twenty twenty. Twenty two will be in this year, etc. It's usually so, but it's usually pushed by summer, right? It's usually in the summertime, right? The the core sets. End of summer, I believe. But yes, you're around there. Yeah, so I no idea when it dropped. Um, and we've been talking a lot about the Commander stuff, obviously. But this new set that's coming in February that is for pre-release right now 
with some decent prices on the boxes. Like draft boxes are only one hundred and five dollars in some spots, one hundred and nine dollars on Amazon. Um, I saw a place selling cases for five eighty, um, which I'm still trying to find because the place I found they're out of stock. That's probably what I'm going to do is <laughs> I need six boxes <laughs> anyway. Um, it's it's a normal price set for release like nothing's crazy about this right now but these cards are just fucking phenomenal right now like anything stand out to you other than like the god cards because like the god cards i thought were cool um except for the squirrel i didn't understand the squirrel (laughs) i don't the squirrel either but you know what There's been an underlining joke theme for magic for a very long time about squirrels. So maybe they're just throwing it in for a flavor flavor show. I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Supposedly Um, as as your, as far as your stock cards, like the world tree is fucking beautiful. But again, I guess more related to gods as well, but I'm just confused why the fuck that is not a legendary card. It's the world tree. How many fucking Yggdrasils exist in the fucking war in the fucking multiverse? This is also true. But they they renamed a lot of them. Like you have Freya, um, who's a who basically has Boros colors. Is that right? Boros? No. Who's they're who's all black? one thing you got to bring up is is they they're continuing the modal thing that they did in Zendikar, and it looks fucking cool this time around because you have a bunch of gods who also are legend who can be legendary artifacts as well. So like they have you can cast them for either side and each one has cool benefits to the contrary. Now as far as commanders concerned, I'm a little confused because that one uh, that one green commander that turns into the Bifrost, I'm uh, I'm not sure if she's considered a five color commander or not, and I kind of want to know before I try and build with her. Mm, did I miss that one? I'm looking at the visual spoilers right now. Um, are you on Mythic Spoiler or are you on uh, on another website? Magic spoiler is mythic spoiler better. Is that where we're going? I've been yeah. using mythic spoiler. It's it's up to you, but mythic spoiler should have the one that I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll go to. Oh yeah, this is the one we went through last time with. Um, fuck is. What was the set we went through before? Uh, you're talking about Zendikar, right? Was it Zendikar? Yeah, with the fucking amazing or, art. Maybe you're talking about Commander Legends because that came after. But yeah, either one. Oh no, I was talking about Commander Legends. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to chase that jeweled lotus right now. And um hopefully I get it. <laughs> All I need from the set now, because I grabbed every legend. Like the legends ended up dropping in price in a different at a couple of different uh points during the past month. And I grabbed up even like the etched foils dropped down to the single digits and a lot of things. Like the most expensive one I bought was Thrasios, because they ended up reprinting all of the partner commanders from 2016. And those were really, really hard to get. And I only had like 40% of them. So I picked up the remaining ones I was missing. I now have all of those. I have all the partner legends from the actual set itself unique to that, to uh, Commander Legends and a bunch of the other stuff. So I have everything I want from that set. If I get a Jeweled Lotus, so much the better. Maybe it'll just sit in my binder. I really don't go out of my way to throw really expensive cards into my decks unless it's necessary for it. Like the opposition, Opposition Agent I got went into the Rogue deck. Because it's a fucking rogue and it's awesome. Don't Holy need that whole wait, wait, creature wait. though. So if you're willing to trade, I could uh, I could come up with a trade for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll look into that. But 
I didn't wait, 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 wait. So the theme and set booster cards are different. They don't come in the regular booster packs. Yeah, they're doing this bullshit again. So during Theros, they had a uh, um, they had uh, theme boosters, which were just basically boosters that only had a specific color in them, along with artifacts and lands. So if you um, you could only pull specific rares out of those, and I believe there was crossover with the collectors boosters as well. Actually, no, I think it's only the theme boosters this time around, which is going to create a really weird rarity problem because there's a bunch of really good cards that are only in the theme boosters that are going to be hard to get cards that because you, you're not guaranteed one in each pack. Yeah. Honestly, that's a de- that, for me, that's a de- that was a dead idea. They should have made it so that each pack is guaranteed one, uh, one of those theme booster only cards. Because if you're cracking like a like a, a booster box of those, because you can get them, I think in like display boxes. Mm-hmm. I think you have to go through something to get them. I don't know, yeah. but like I, you, you only have a small chance to pull those. And sometimes those packs come with one rare or two rares, but like the the numbers and ratios for those are really all over the place. So I, this was this is a shit idea to bring back. Yeah, uh, the only card that the only rare in that set that I'm looking at, well at least from the spoilers, is Canopy Tactician. The elf. That's really the only one I'm looking at right now. I mean, the other I haven't read the, the art on or the text on the rest of them, but I mean, you add three green mana, and it's a four four drop, and it gives all your elves plus one plus one. For tribal elves, like that can be pretty brutal. <laughs> so I don't know. They've gone all a wholesale into tribal for Kaldheim. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. Well, did you see on the on the Magic website they have, um, what is it called? They're they're doing guilds, except they're not called guilds right now. They're called um, what are they called? Like tri, not tribes. What are they called? I don't know. You have the inter- You fucking look it up. I know. I'm trying to look it up without without looking it up. <laughs> wow. I know, right? The Gathering. Even though it's become magic, the almighty powerful bullshit. The power creep is insane. And then, like, when you see some of these cards and you think about, like, modern, you're like, uh, what? I mean, it's already uh, already broken, but it gets more broken. Commander Legends. Well, yeah, dude, they, they did, they, 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 they fulfilled my wish, and I didn't think they were ever going to do it. And they even attached the snow mechanic, the snow uh, trait to it, which is fine. But they made actual non-basic dual lands at common with actual land types. That yep. is fucking insane. Yep. Yep. In my lifetime, I never thought I think, that it was going to happen, and it did. I think the way they were trying, the way they're trying to do it is, um, well, they, everything basically looks like it comes into play tapped right now. So um, they're trying to slow down the game by bringing it in tapped. But for something like a, like modern where you have fetch lands, you do it at the end of the turn and then you have full one fucking land the next turn with dual colors on it. Um, come on, what are these things called? I'm on the website and I can't find it right now. Old. So anyway, if you haven't figured out yet, Kaldheim is basically Vikings. Um, the, the Norse mythology, uh, if you haven't picked up on that yet. And 
Uh, it's very cool. You still you have a lot of return characters. Um, like Tybalt is still around. Uh, the Phyrexians show up. Supposedly the lore is the Phyrexians are trying to take over Kaldheim. Um, and then there's that. They have... Where the hell? I, why did I see this earlier? And then all of a sudden, I don't know. I can't find it. Got me, dude. I don't have a fucking clue. God, this is annoying. Anyway, so they've added... Two, oh, here it is. They've added three mechanics, uh, Fortel, Boast, and they brought back the double face cards. Um, Boast seems really cool, though. So the way Boast works is you get to search your library for a card and then uh, shuffle your library and then put that card on the top of your deck. It's completely, it's 100% better than Scry in my opinion, but you do have to pay something for it. Um, Wait, are you talking about the boast mechanic? Boast, yeah, the boast mechanic. It's 100% better. So that's just that one card. Boast is basically, you get an ability that you can use if you attacked with the creature that, or, or with the creature that it's attached to. Oh. It's well, One of them is, in fact, a demonic tutor, or I guess it would be technically vampiric tutor because you're putting it on top of your deck. Right. So yeah, that's one. There's a red one that I think increases its attack or something like it gets a counter or something if it gets if it uses boast. There's a bunch of different mechanics attached to it, but yeah, that you're right. That black one is flipping cool. Yeah, that one's really awesome. And then uh, the other one's Fortel. Fortel is that one changed too, or is that different? So Fortel is basically this. Um, you pay two, and you during your turn, and you put the card into exile, and mm -hmm. at a later turn you can cast that card for its foretell cost. If it's an instant, you can do it on a, on another player's turn, obviously. If it's a sorcery or a creature, you can only do it during your turn. Um, so, But it gives you a discount and allows you to kind of have a bunch of spells. Think of uh, the old D&D mechanic where you kind of can have spells hanging and they kind of, you, you cast them, you know, whenever. even though as like an active effect whenever you feel like it. It's essentially like that if you want to be nerdy about it. But that's but it's actually really flexible and it gives you a great deal more uh, versatility with a lot of your deck, especially if you're running a, a larger foretell base, especially because they even have a counter spell for foretell. I was about to which say, is and I'm ironically like, they called have... Saw That Coming. <laughs> Sounds like a goddamn unglued card. Oh, my God. So uh, what the hell are these things called? They put it up on the site and... <laughs> I swear to God, they had it, dude. Why can't I find this? It was on their website. So I'll keep chatting about this while you're looking that up, because clearly you're having trouble. Dude, I I've literally, I went to go to pre-order the stuff. I hit the pre-order thing, and it gave me, like, a list of different things, like, um, this group defends um, the world tree, this group does this thing, this group is related to death. Um, it was very guild-like, and there were five of them. It's probably tribe-based if it's going off of uh, um, but it doesn't old Nordic things because yeah. that makes sense. It doesn't attach um, it doesn't attach colors to it either. So when I saw it, I was just like, okay, are they doing the guilds again? But they're doing the guilds in a different way. Like I, I don't know. You got me, dude. I don't have a fucking clue. 
Yeah, whatever. I'm done with that. Let's go back but, to the spoilers. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool when they actually add, add that kind of flavor. Like the the game becomes so much more uh, immersive when there's actually a good story attached to it. And yeah. the problem is, is Wizards has had some shit story arcs in the past like three or four sets. Like even in Theros Beyond Death, they 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 like blurbed it out across the cards, and you kind of had to figure out what happened based on all of that rather than actually having an overarching novel or novelette attached to it. Well, like they, you... they've been very inconsistent with the way that they've been putting out their, their, uh, their storyline. And whenever they've been doing their novels, like the past few have just been so, I had no problem with them as like basic generic novels, but like I could see why people were pissed off that, that just like, they didn't do anything with a lot of the hanging story arcs for the planeswalkers characters felt slapdashed like like the war of the spark novel was kind of all over the fucking place and yeah. the characters that they had focused on were completely fucking non-bow characters that no one really cared about because they weren't invested in them and there was no backstory attached to them i don't mind people adding a shit ton of new planeswalkers like they did with war of the spark but i mind when it's just like here here's a bunch of people that you really have no attachment to and can't do anything with and then Nicol Bolas is here. Ooh. Right. <laughs> it, 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 it felt rushed like they were trying to just get the, tie up the story arc and move on to something else, but they never moved on to anything of value. At least with the Phyrexians finally breaching and going into other planes, I kind of have an idea of how that occurred. A lot of people are speculating, but I'm like, well, you, you, you ha you'd have to know about what happened with specific planeswalkers during the course of, like, the Mirrodin besieged block. Yeah. So it's mostly like, it's I mostly Urza and um, Urza, Urza and Yogmoth are have been are going to be like constantly fighting. But Yogmoth, he he came back in um, Zendikar Rising, didn't he? No, Yogmoth is still dead. Um, so here's here, here's how this works. Who am I thinking um, of then, Thran? No. Who came back in um, Zendikar Rising that we were, that everyone was all up in arms about? Urbog, Urbog, was that who it was? No, 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 that wasn't Zendikar Rising. You're thinking of uh, Navinural, and that was that that's was Commander it. Legends. Yeah, that's it. He didn't come back. He was just—he's just a Legends card. He's not attached to the main storyline right now. Right now, you have uh, the 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 uh, you have New Phyrexia, which used to be Mirrodin. You mm -hmm. have the five Praetors, which are attached to the different colors. One of them has currently been spoiled for uh, Kaldheim, and that would be Vorinclex, the green Praetor. He's pretty fucking powerful looking, so I'm kind of excited. Um, but those are the ones who are currently in rulership over Phyrexia at the moment. There's no Yogmoth unless you know they want to make a new father of machines, which is always possible, because there's been a character who is artifact-based, um, not Karn. Uh, there's another one who came out of the Alara block, uh, his name is uh, Tezzeret, and he yeah. actually has connections to uh, Phyrexia right now. So I could see him um, being the reason why the Phyrexians finally were able to breach it, breach the planar walls and go into different planes now, because he actually has access to a planar gate. Um, it's built into his body because he's part machine, because the way the, the shard that he lives on, Esper from Alara, they... Yep basically use um they basically lace metal and artifice into people and that's basically what it is it's called ethereum not to be confused with ethereum the bitcoin <laughs> right, uh, 
it's not bitcoin it's cryptocurrency and we haven't done that yet uh (laughs) we haven't we haven't talked about that stuff on the podcast yet but it's coming eventually at some point um I, I bought say? one so there's... whole dollar of Bitcoin today. I was excited. You did? Yeah, you can do it through PayPal. I'm just like, eh, I have an extra dollar. I'll throw it at oh bit, 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 bit. Why not? You can buy Ethereum, Bitcoin money. Way too damn easy. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so it looks like there's only four Planeswalkers in this version of the story arc. Now, mind you, this is probably the, this is the first set in the group of three that usually come out. Um, so Tybalt's back, which I think is weird. Uh, Kaivar, I don't remember. Kaya's back, and I don't know Nico. The Tyvar and Nico are new. Uh, Tybalt was in, was in during War of the Spark, and he, uh, kind of shuffled off while no one was looking. Kaya has been kind of a focal point since War of the Spark, because she's been planeswalking of late. So I think she ended up in Caldheim just because it made sense. It made sense, yeah. But her I, ability is insane as a planeswalker. I definitely want that planeswalker. Dude, these planeswalkers are pretty gross. <laughs> oh, oh, that was the other thing. They added um, what they called lore cards, saga cards. They added saga cards. They brought back the snow-covered lands, and just just all around awesome shit in this and then like the art is very the art's very no uh, like nordic and it's just cool looking like there's no way to explain this and i i just saw um the card you were talking about it's i don't think it's gonna be a five color commander the iska god of the tree yeah her other side is the uh what is it called the the prismatic 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 bridge which is basically yeah which is basically the Bifrost, but yeah. it's a four-color, it's a five-color card, and it's legendary, so I don't know how modal cards work in the context of uh, commander uh, identity. That's my problem. Well, I would assume it would be the creature side of it, because that's the commander, but then how do you cast the prismatic bridge side? You know what I'm saying? Because the command zone works differently. You would have to find a way to put it into your hand and then choose the side to cast, so I don't know. Like this, this the, the, they made making legendary creatures um, modal. It just causes a whole nother set of headaches for uh, judging and that kind of stuff. Because you really do need to know, especially with EDH, how that kind of stuff interacts with Other board things. stakes and how the fuck you're supposed to cast it, what the color identity is. Because technically, all of the man, all the mana bugs are on her side because it says it on the bottom corner. So I guess mm-hmm. it's a five color. I'd have to talk to one of my judge friends to see how that would play out. Because again, this is something that they kind of expanded upon. But the other major thing that excites me is as somebody who actually managed to acquire at least a single copy of each of the Zendikar Rising uh, flip lands, um, mm-hmm. they're doing the remaining uh, colors in Kaldheim. So you'll have more brand, yep. you'll have more past cards. The rest of them coming out in Kaldheim. So it makes it even more worthwhile to dive into it. So this set, I'm probably, now that I'm looking at it, I'm probably more inclined to look at the collector's boxes because the art on the gods and the planeswalkers is just phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with, yeah, with the new arts and the extended art stuff, 
like the extended art's always been kind of mad, but like the new like runic border stuff, mm-hmm. like the flavors, like perfectly aligned to the Nordic prospect. I love it. Yeah, it's very cool. It's just man, collectors boxes are just so fucking expensive, and it just sucks. Like I can get more out of a draft booster, and there is there's a chance at getting one of these cards in the draft boosters, but you're more likely to get them in a collector's booster. But fuck, it's like double the cost for a collector's booster. Yeah, for me, especially because I'm more of a budget builder anyways, um, usually with new standard sets, I uh, I spend like 40 bucks and I get a complete set of all the commons and uncommons. And depending on how hard I want to go in on the main set, I usually get a box. But I think this time around, I'm going two boxes deep on this and then my commons and uncommons because I want to try and get as much of the cards as I possibly can across the board. Yeah. And because I'm a pauper player, I honestly don't mind having extra copies of stuff. Everyone's like, oh, well, it's draft chaff and bolt cards you're never going to use. I'm like, I play pauper. I'm going to use all these cards at any at some point or another. I'm basically, when it comes to it, I very much take the entire, uh, if I'm going hunting, that whole, that whole beast is being used from feet to tail. So it was, works yeah. that way with fucking booster boxes for me. I'm trying to, like, here, hold on. Let me see if I can see... Uh, I don't know. Take a look at what these are going for. Because I might just get a set of the expensive cards. Ooh, shit, they're like 50 bucks a piece. Ooh, damn. Yeah, so, um, yeah, these pre-order prices are kind of ridiculous right now. Not gonna lie. I mean, okay, pre-order for the singles, I should say. The pre-order for the other stuff is normal pricing. They ha- so the theme boosters are about what eleven bucks a piece. I don't even know what comes in a theme booster. I just saw them today for the first time. Um, saw those for like eleven. Let me see what do they have as far as set boosters. How many do you get in a set booster? Twelve cards and a set booster for eight bucks. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. That's a thing. I fuck, dude. Why? Regular boosters are four bucks, like normal. Got to find the booster prices. You. Oh my god. I. I. I yeah. How the fuck did I? <laughs> Apparently, I don't know how to use a fucking computer anymore. God damn it. Uh, collectors the collector booster display is 230 which is like the cheapest display i've seen actually because commander legends the display was pretty ridiculous most of those collectors things are extremely expensive for a reason like those are supposed to be premium products in and of themselves not that i'd ever buy one out buy one or go out of my way to do so but like I know what during the during the winter months, if bigger sets end up getting uh, gift boxes, gift uh, gift packs that come with at least one collector's booster in them, along with a bunch of other swag. So Zendikar did it for Christmas. I didn't grab it obviously because I don't really care. I yeah. pretty much have everything I want out of the Zendikar set that I'm ever going to want. So, so the booster dis- the set booster display is 115. I. I can't even like recommend getting that. I, I figure if you just get it, like if you randomly do, otherwise just buy the fucking cards you want in singles, honestly. 
And then the theme booster display box is 100. The draft booster is anywhere between 104 and 109. And then TCG player right now has the Kaldheim booster box case for 590, which is probably where I'm going to get it from, to be honest. Because they're the only one that has it in stock, quote-unquote, right now. I think I'm going to end up having to check with my LGS to see what their prices are going to be. Um, if they're sticking with their normal standard booster price, booster box prices, it's 97 after taxes for both of them, for 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 them, and then for the set ones, I think they did 115, so or 105 or 115, so about cool. around the price you're seeing online. Yeah, um, the the 590. I might, I might go too deep on those. Yeah, the 590 on the case is probably the best deal because you're getting them for under 100. A piece because you get six six boxes in a case so i don't know okay, go have go have with somebody on that what is it 250 260 per person about yeah not terrible i'd do that if somebody wanted to do that i just have to start i just have to start saving some uh, capital to make that work yeah <laughs> no for sure i mean i could pull like fuck dude i could definitely pull that off i just don't know if i need six of them well, dude, if you if you want to split the difference with me, and I'll fucking go halvesies on it with you, and then just do three apiece. What is that? Let's find out. Yeah, let's do I, the man. I don't have to buy any afterwards. Hell, if I do that, I can save the fifty bucks on buying the commons and uncommons because I'm buying three fucking boxes. I'll likely we'll get probably have at least all. a place of <laughs> each common and uncommon out of the boxes. Uh, divide that by two, two ninety five apiece, and that's without tax. I don't know if they charge tax on these. If you're buying them online, if, if you don't have a VPN, you're likely going to get charged taxes because Illinois has uh, um, fucking uh, stupid online taxes. I'm too lazy to do the VPN thing. I get I should do it, but I'm just too fucking lazy. Uh, it is what it is. 590. Some have it for 600. Later if you want to We'll talk about it more later if you if you if you're interested in it. Cool. Otherwise, I'll just well, go with my normal room. So. Yeah. It, well, if you get two, I'll grab two, and then whatever you don't have, we'll, well as far as like commons and uncommons go, like we'll get it, we'll see if we can get a whole playset out of them. Whatever's clever, man. If, if we're doing the two for two, I'll probably just end up going to eBay and buying like I usually do. Yeah. Because I'm, eBay ends up selling sets of commons and uncommons, and they're usually under fifty bucks depending on the popularity of the set. Oh, so I go. did, I did that with Zendikar. I did that with Icoria. I did that with uh, Core Twenty Twenty One as well because there were a bunch of stuff that I wanted for EDH decks and for Popper, and I just wanted to have a place set of they reprint. They reprinted Village Rights at com, uh, as a common again, Ooh. and Village Rights, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the most broken uh, Popper black cards. It's one black as an instant, sacrifice a creature to draw two cards at instant speed. That's fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Did you see the Commander Legends, the red card that, um... They have red draw. Like, you can draw with red. That's a common. Um, it was like, um, when it comes into play, you draw. Or, like, when it leaves play, you draw. I don't know off the top of my head. I, I can't think of it. I can't think of what, what that card would be. If you got a name, I could... I could agree or disagree with you i fucking just drew it and i didn't put it in a i didn't put it in a box or anything hold on let me see if i can search by color it was really cheap too 
Was it a rare or a mythic? No, it was a like a common. It gi- it gives like draw power to red. I was like, what the fuck? Humble defector gives draw. That's not the one I use. Draw two cards. Target opponent gains control of humble defector. Activate the ability during your turn. But it was another one that just you just gained it. Oh, here it is. Renegade tactics. Target creature cannot block this turn. Draw a card for one red. Oh yeah, those cantrips are really good. The problem is, is it's sorcery speed, but yeah, yeah. I've uh, I, have, I think I have one or two of those in a um in, in a couple of or I have one of those in a couple of uh um uh fuck what are they called uh Voltron builds that I have yeah they're, they're, they're quick and, easy and they're they're relatively uh straightforward especially in um uh EDH yeah you want you want a card draw like rummaging goblin discard a card draw a card like red does not have that kind of draw power i mean blue obviously is the better way to go but if you're playing blue red like dude you you have draw power <laughs> you have draw power red got a lot of draw power recently but it's all discard draw so like thrill of possibility uh um uh Faithless Looting, Tormenting Voice, um, couple of, uh, there, there's a couple, there's one out of uh, Innistrad, Desperate Ravings. Um, yeah, they get a lot of stuff that is conditional card draw, where it's like, you have to discard this amount of cards, and you'll get that plus one back. So, mm-hmm. but with, with, with just straight card draw, blue will always be king on that one, because obviously, that's their color pie part, chart, that's what they do. Dude, did you see the the flipping uh, Kaldheim card for uh, blue that uh, exile targets uh, artifact or enchantments and uh, give the give the owner a one one bird token? No. What yeah, was it? I think that's got. A, I think that's a common or an uncommon. Oh, no, too. the sorcery, the, the uh, epiphany, the create two one one blue bird tokens. And then take an extra turn. No, no, no. Uh, that that one is cool, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Give me a second. Picking up mythic spoiler to take a look at some shit. Call time has a lot like- of like. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. A lot of do this, get this. There's a lot more flavor to the cards that you're playing, and not it's not just like one line deals. You get like multiple things to do. Oh, here it is. Exile target artifact creature. Its controller gets a 1-1 bird token with flying, and it has Fortel on it. Fortel of one blue. So you can drop it for one less mana to exile, and then cast it from there for one. Yeah, it's called uh, it's called Raven Form. Yeah. Fuck, fucking insane, and it's a common. Yep. A common that breaches the color pie, because usually artifact and enchantment, or artifact and creature destruction is linked to white, black, or white, well, I can say black now, but white, black, and green. Yeah. So blue finally gets an actual exile for creatures and for uh, for uh, artifacts. artifacts. I have to say, I really enjoy how they've been flavoring the, like, equipment type stuff, because some of it actually is color-bound. That was something that they had addressed, um, I want to say, starting in... Uh, Corset 2020, um, they started to make uh, color-bound artifacts a thing again. They did it in Alara, and they occasionally sprinkled it in across the sets 
after that. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted to do that because they wanted to make sure that they didn't have a great deal of omni tool situations where you had colors who could get access to uh, specific color bound traits like trample or lifelink, stuff like that. They wanted to make them more color focused so that way people didn't abuse the shit out of them. Unfortunately, if you're playing in an eternal format, you're stuck with what you're stuck with. But when it comes to right. standard and less eternal formats like that, they wanted to make sure that things were a bit more, things stayed in their lane a bit more. Unfortunately, they start making cards that burst out of their lane, like Feed the Swarm for black and flipping uh, uh, Raven form for blue and Caldheim, and you're kind of all over the place already anyways. Yeah. Kind of a, talking out both sides of your mouth at that point. So I am enjoying the overall uh, snow theme that they have a lot of their permanents coming out, so you ain't going to hear me argue. Well, for sure. You know what? I'm looking at this right now. I'm telling you right now, I'm playing it. Yep, Angels are a lot of coverage now. I'm 100% playing Angels. Because, dude, you have... Then you have access to Valky and Helvar. You've got... um, What is it? What's her name? Freya? It's not Freya, but it's... Birja. Judge of Valor, who's already black and white. So now you get access. So you're better off playing black and white, dude. Totally doing this. <laughs> I'm totally doing this. I'm just looking at these cards. Like, there's so many angels. Like, Valkyrie of the Harbinger, Cleaving Reaper. Yeah, I'm doing well, it. Well, they're giants, elves, dwarves, gods, and angels all got a great deal of. Uh support in this set at least from what i'm seeing so far uh the giants are all over the fucking place one of the stronger ones that i've seen is uh quake bringer which as far as i'm concerned is ridiculous okay you have a five four for five your opponents can't gain life and at the beginning of your upkeep quake bringer deals two damage to each opponent this ability triggers only if quake bringer is on the battlefield or if Quake Quake Bringer is in your graveyard and you control a giant and it has fucking foretell four, come on now, that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh Look at this. Okay, so this this is an uncommon for two. It's a one three flying. Whenever another angel enters the battlefield under your control, put a one one counter on youthful Valkyrie. And then the card right next to it is Rampage Rampage of the Valkyries. Whenever Rampage of the Valkyries enters play, create a four four white uh, angel token. With flying and vigilance, whenever an angel you control dies, each other player sacrifices a creature. Like, are you kidding me? I might as well put together a fucking angel, like, commander deck. Absolutely. It's it's completely doable, considering... Well, it depends on what colors you want to go in. Black and white. Um, if you're going... Oh, dude, uh, there's a uncommon... Uh, um, there's an uncommon 2-4 legendary angel... Uh, Fierja, Judge of Valor. Just play under her. That's what I was saying, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sword of the Realms. Like, dude, there's... Dude, this set... Oh, between the commander stuff that you get and the decent standard stuff and just the casual play, like, formats, like, shit, you could even play some of this. I mean, I don't think anything in this set is quick enough for modern other than the, um, the lands. I mean, obviously, we don't know really because this isn't. This is just the first spoilers. We don't know the whole set yet. Yep. So. But but the lands are the lands. Oh god, the lands. Um. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the uh, 
one of the uncommon artifacts that came that it came out is replicant ring, which is insane. Mm-hmm. So three costs, no artifacts. You tap it for any color, and it doesn't come into play tapped, mind you. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a knight counter on replicant ring. Then, if it has eight or more knight counters on it, remove all of them and create eight colorless snow artifact tokens named replicant ring with the same ability. And that's an that uncommon. Un- uncommon. I'm uh, even. Even if I didn't go balls deep on this, it would be difficult for me not to want to just for the sheer amounts of stuff. And we're not even done with spoilers yet. We're at 104 cards of 285. Yep. Come on now. This is insane. This is, dude, this whole set screams playing angels. I'm not even kidding you. Pyre of (laughs) Heroes. Dude, seriously, Pyre of Heroes, Replicant Ring, because you know you have to play the Replicant Ring at that point. Yeah, Freesia... And you can play some of the gods like Valky, and you add in that one. Uh, his name, the Demon Rogue, the one with Boast. Dude, you can, you, you, dude. There's no reason not to play it. And some of these angels aren't even that really that expensive. As long as you can get something like the Replicant Ring is good to have out. Obviously, you can get Youthful Val- Valkyrie for a cheap creature. As far as this is just the stuff that's out right now. Obviously. I'm telling you, this is screaming playing playing the Valkyries. To me, at least. <laughs> to me. I don't know about anybody else. Well, it looks like you have your heading for what you want to do for uh, for your first EDH deck, so that's good to know. Dude, EDH and even standard at that point. I'll fucking play it in standard. I don't have to win. I play casually. <laughs> <laughs> they also have a two-cost uh, Anthem effect, too, that lets you choose a creature type and give them all plus one, plus one, by the way. You can't tell which one it is because it's in uh, Japanese, but you get the idea. Yeah. Like, what's... Hold on. It's, it's the guy who's standing with a bunch of, like, uh, ghostly warriors behind him, and he's holding up an axe. It's a two-cost Anthem, too, which is ridiculous. Not since Crusade have I seen a two-cost Anthem like that. Jesus. Dude, they don't even have... Okay, so they don't even have a saga in that color format. What, in black and white? Black and white, yeah. There's no saga for it. Uh, No, there is not. Give it time, though. They're still putting out cards. Yeah. It looks like they have one for almost every color color combo. Right. (laughs) So we'll see. Give it time. They might go go in, because, like, I'd imagine they'd have to. I mean, like I said, we're only at 105 on a set that has 285 cards, so. Yeah, that's true. It's got to roll with it, man. We're 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 only we're only uh, put deep in the uh, in the spoiler season and that shit's going to kick up real hard. Start continue to kick up in the next week or two. If everything keeps rolling forward, everything should be spoiled in the next couple of weeks and then we'll roll right into into February when the set comes out. When does it come out, by the way? I don't. I didn't check the release uh, date. February sixth. February sixth. That's what Jesus, they said. Shit. And then, yeah, dude. Well, they. Well, I still think it's still early. Um. To be doing pre-orders because it's what four weeks away, so it's a whole month away. That is true. So, yeah, I found that righteous Valkyrie a three drop. Flying whenever uh, whenever another angel or cleric enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness 
as long as you have at least seven uh seven life more than your starting life total creatures you control get plus two plus two dude white is known for having life gain all right now i gotta go look at course at 2020 to see what kind of angels are in there <laughs> i needs to know well it was court set 2020 2021 and then what was the other one um zendikar rising yeah is that, is that still in rotation yeah um, I don't think, uh, I think the only thing that might drop off when, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know if there's a rotation yet, but I think even Throne of Eldraine is still functional, but they don't have any angels, at least nothing that I've seen. Uh, I know, um, Zendikar has a few. I don't know if the recent core set has any angels. I, again, I'd have to check. It's got a couple. I'm looking at it. Uh, the most, uh, the most powerful ones tend to be outside of, uh, outside of that, like, uh, we're set in 2019 has uh, a few. Um, there's a, there's a really, really, uh, there is a really powerful one in Zendikar Rising um, that has to do with life gain. So, I mean, it depends here. There's there's one good mythic in the other one. Let me check the Zendikar Rising. Angel of Destiny. Um, and that's the only one in the main uh, set. Uh, they're gonna say that it has a bunch of other angels, but those are only in the uh, commander decks. No, yeah, so like American then I can Eagle, use them. Admonition Angel, Ameria Captain, Ameria Shepherd, Legion Angel. Yeah, the only other one is Linvala, but Linvala is specifically geared towards uh, the party mechanic, so she doesn't really do nearly as much angel stuff. She does more for party stuff. Yeah, like the life game and stuff like that. I you know what? I, I'm gonna sit down tomorrow. And I'm going to put together a uh, list for the the commander deck. I'll do it. I'll do angels, and we'll I'll figure out something. It's going to need some speed. So black and white, you're going to have a lot of creature removal, a lot of life gain, a lot of angels because it's tribal. So then you got to find tribal stuff to go with it. Um. Godless Shrine for stuff like that. Uh, I'm just thinking, like, off the top of my head, I'm just thinking of stuff that we could use, or I could use, honestly. It's got to have some speed, some card draw. I'll have access to the tutor-type cards from Black. Um, and That's really all I'm, like, I'm looking for. It's going to be kind of expensive now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it depends on how hard you want to go into it. If you set yeah. a budget for yourself, you can actually do pretty well. Well, I'm going to set uh, Go ahead. Check EDH Rec. EDH Rec will be your, your will be one of your good stuff. Tapped out uh, .net will also be pretty good. Uh, most of the, both of those sites are good for kind of scoping budget builds for things if you want to and and you can always add to it later especially if you're doing multicolored yeah just uh give yourself give yourself some flexibility and like i said anything that you might need that i have extras of i'm obviously like uh, you and i can come to some sort of accord with that especially because you have things that i want right <laughs> there's um i mean i could always get for like 
if I'm going as far as getting like demonic tutors and stuff, I'll just fucking get them proxied until I feel like going and buying them type thing. I will give you a website for that as well. Fantastic. Oh, Magic the Gathering, you've sucked me in again in Pokemon. And apparently my kid is looking into Yu-Gi-Oh now. So I have a lot of card collecting in my near future here. <laughs> well, as, as I've said many times before, we're not looking... I don't think we're getting out of this at least until uh, the year 2024. So yeah. hunker down and find some something to entertain yourself with. I am in the process of building a laptop or not a laptop, building a computer. So I might do some more like MTG arena and like on a better PC. So I've priced out a PC around $1,200, um, including the monitor and keyboard and stuff. And, it's not it's not top of the line like super top of the line because you'd be obviously looking at more expensive but for a budget build it will last me at least five or six years and it at that point the stuff that i'm getting the stuff that has to be replaced eventually is not like it's it's, it's like one or two things i'd have to replace later on like the ram and stuff is going to be good the only thing i'd have to change out is like i'm going for a ryzen 3 um chip which i was looking at the ryzen 7s but you can't find them anywhere right now because apparently everybody's building a fucking computer because you know pandemic um but yeah so i'm thinking i'm thinking by like july august i should have a computer built if i slowly buy the parts like i'm th- like i'm talking about so maybe I'll have some MTG arena and stuff in like at that point. But I still like to have the cards and collect the cards. So yeah. I'm not going anywhere with it. <laughs> I mean you you aren't the only one at this point. <clears throat> yeah. As far as like building a computer is concerned, that is so far from my thought process right now. I've been I haven't really had any real interest in trying to get really handsy handsy with the uh computer scene as a whole. If I was gonna do that, I'd get something pre built from like from fucking, uh, I don't know where I go. Uh, fucking right. uh, micro center, maybe. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't think there, there's no more fries anymore. So what the fuck can I say? Yeah, fries is gone now. I forgot about that. So did I. And someone mm. brought it up to me. He's like, "Yeah, the fries over over by uh, that one area is closed." I'm like, "Are you fucking serious? I just went there. What the hell?" Yeah, they were. And kinda... I realized, oh wait, I just went there like before the pandemic. So maybe that's when it died. Yeah, probably. I know Tiger Direct closed their store in Orland. Um, now that we're giving away location. <laughs> Tiger, uh, Tiger Direct closed their store, but they still had their warehouse nearby. So, like, you can still order stuff from them, I guess, or go to the warehouse. But that's still a drive for both of us. Um, oh. I don't know. I'm just going to order this shit online because I know what I'm doing. And then, obviously, I've got the house projects this year. So, yeah. Leah, yeah, don't overburden yourself. Obviously, pick and choose what pick and choose the important shit before you, uh, you, you know, you, you go balls deep in anything. Especially because, yeah. again, you you have nothing but time in front of you right now. Especially as you know, no one's really making any lateral moves on anything. And even with the, you know, the the vaccine coming out, I uh, I, I don't I don't foresee anybody really going anywhere. So no, exactly. Like my house projects are are going to obviously going to come first and the computer is probably, 
probably going to be where I'm going to be doing most of my work. So I should probably finish the project in the basement first and then get the computer stuff. But I can still get the computer stuff and then have it somewhere else in the house <laughs> for the time being. But like, yeah, I, I've, I, everything I have planned out is planned around all my other major projects. I, obviously, collecting is not a major thing of mine, but um, I'll still collect the cards. I'll still have them. I'll still be building decks. And that's that. So. All right, so I think I think we we finished off the Kaldheim stuff that took us like an hour. <laughs> totally worth it. Oh, it was, dude. I'm so like we we've been so excited about MTG. It's been like crazy. So, but that's what happens when you start like paying attention again. Other than like the card quality, because that's really the only thing I have to complain about with is the card quality. But some of it's actually still pretty good. I don't know what they're doing though. I like this. 20 cards a pack thing though is that new for the boosters or are the boosters still 15 the boosters are still 15 i believe the uh the 20 is for the theme boosters oh is that what i'm buying lately then for the commander legends oh no you're buying um so those are different uh those aren't standard packs oh. uh, standard packs are I believe Commander Legends was 20 because you get more stuff out of it. Yeah. 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 Because there's some packs I drew. That's not a standard booster. (laughs) Okay. Fantastic. So I was like, damn. I'm like, are they starting to put two rares in a pack now? Because this is fucking amazing. Um, Some some of them I've gotten two rares out of. All right. Moving on. I guess we're talking about Nintendo again. Well, the 3ds even though they don't make 3ds anymore i'm like by the looks of it are they stopping support is that what this is so so they're uh it's not that they're stopping full support they uh i didn't realize this myself but apparently they had dsiware on the 3ds eShop, and they're pulling it off um i don't know if i think they already did um and and dsiware is kind of like little games that came out during the uh the tail end of the of the ds era when Mm. the dsi was the uh the bridge point between the ds and the 3ds so it's got little kitschy games there's a bunch of uh um it's just little little like you know 20 30 minute games that you play different puzzle games and stuff like that it's it's a small thing it sucks that it's being discontinued, but again, it's the 3DS. Who the hell is even worried about that kind of stuff right now? Yeah, I still have my 3DS, but it's literally only for Pokemon, and that's the only reason I have it. Um, my son plays his. Um, he he plays a bunch of different RPGs and stuff on it, and that's fine. That, that works for me. It, it, again, when you're in a situation like we're in, any bit of tech that you have that has any kind of entertainment value, you're going to try and dig into to try and get some significance out of and that's fine i have a shit ton of games i have a shit ton of systems but i haven't touched a damn bit of them i'm telling you dude i think i've painted more in the last like three weeks because of just fucking entertainment and tiktok like (laughs) literally all like i feel like all i've been doing lately is fucking painting which is great because i fucking enjoy it and then now my kid is starting to build his own stuff so it's like for some reason like this hobby kick just kicked it oh there we go. We can announce that too. <laughs> Before we move on to more Nintendo, um, fucking Games Workshop. The they had to postpone the Death Guard from December 
because of shipping issues. So the pre-order for that is happening next week on the 16th of January, and then the following week will be the release. So, and then they should go back to their normal schedule. So the Death Guard, and then after that is the Dark Elves, and then I can't remember what happens after that. But they should go back to they should be going back to their normal schedule now. And they they actually stopped store restock. Like their stores, they oversold so much on their website that they shut down the warehouse and stopped shipping in December. Jesus. Yeah. So they broke a bunch of records, but they're like behind on orders. And they just started pumping orders back out after the fourth. So the stores are starting to get their restocks and all the orders that were going to the store are starting to show up now. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. So there's that. So if you're paying attention for Games Workshop miniature stuff, like that's what happened in December and that's why you don't have your stuff. So don't go yelling at your local Games Workshop because they're nice people. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess Nintendo's making good news this time. So uh, they bought Next Level Games. Yeah, I don't know much about that company, but yeah, I mean, I guess we can look it up because that was news to me. I didn't even know they did it. So Next Level Games did stuff for Luigi's Mansion, Mario Strikers Charged, uh, Punch-Out, Metroid. Oh, what? Metroid Prime Federation Force? Is that was that a 3DS title? Yeah, it was kind of a weird. Uh, it was kind of a first person shooter thing. That uh, was tangentially uh, related to the Metroid franchise. Not a, no, people thought it was okay, but they didn't understand why it needed to have the um, the Metroid aspect shoehorned into it. There's a bunch of random stuff that they milled that they made. Ticket to Ride, Suffering, Ghost Recon. Like they have a bunch of different random games. So that's really cool that they bought they bought it because now I guess it means Luigi's Mansion games will be a little bit more. Maybe we'll get another Punch Out game. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah, but it looks like so it looks like this company is what bought Midway or owns some of the Midway titles. No, they did some they did some work for Midway games, so they've been they've been around for a while. That's pretty cool. Um, 18 years they've been around, so I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool. I guess we'll get more support from some of the stuff that they've done. Oh, they do a lot of the board game stuff. That's why Ticket to Ride. Yeah, you're saying Ticket to Ride, Jungle Speed. Spider-Man Friend or Foe. They have some PlayStation titles. That's crazy. All right, cool. Luigi's Mansion 3 they did. That was their work. And everybody says it, good, everybody says good, good things. Yeah, I was about to say, everybody says good things about it. I haven't... I honestly... Um, full disclosure, not along the fat people falling lines, but um, I haven't... Uh, I've never played a Luigi's Mansion game. <laughs> My son played the re-release on the 3DS and then the Dark Moon uh, um, game afterwards. He loved them, so I was shocked he didn't want to grab Luigi's Mansion for the for the Switch when it came, when they when they put that out. But maybe he had a at, at that point. I think he was focusing on Animal Crossing and other things. So yeah, I have a who friend, knows he want that for his birthday because that's coming up. Yeah, I have a, rather, I got a friend yeah. of mine who plays a lot of like first-person shooters who bought a Switch because I kept recommending it to him, like bought it before the pandemic even happened so he was able to get one and every time he'd ask me for a game thing i would tell him and i never put luigi's mansion on there but he went and got it himself and he said he had a ton of fun playing luigi's mansion and he loves super mario odyssey so i'm like okay like maybe this should be a game that i need to pick up too 
Maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> After I'm done with Final Fantasy X, which happens to be like one of my like all-time favorite Final Fantasies. So you are not alone in that. There are a lot of people who share your thoughts, and I do love it as well. It's one of my top. It's one of my top five. So you ain't gonna hear me argue. Yeah, it's in my top. It's probably my top Final Fantasy game. I never got like I liked. I enjoyed seven. Seven remake I really enjoyed, but it's not like the best thing. It's what got me into Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy eight is where I started to like really care about Final Fantasy, and that game didn't have that open world feel I was looking for. You know, I always shit, I always shit on it because it's got that real linear like you can only go this direction. Um, Final Fantasy nine I really enjoyed the story, but I fucking hated some of the characters, which is. Probably the only word, the bad thing, the bad thing about nine is that the, some of the characters are just fucking annoying as shit. And then, yep. uh, and then 10, 10 was awesome. And then I never played 10 too, um, or the expansions for either one of them. So now I'm now with the purchase from the store, I, I might still be on sale. Don't quote me on that. But, um, it was like 25 bucks and you got four games or the two main titles. 10 and 10 2 with the expansion things to them. So, um, yeah, I'm working my way back through that. And honestly, I forgot a lot of that beginning story. <laughs> I really did. I was like, man, I don't like for some reason, I don't remember this part. <laughs> so, there's that. That happens, dude. Sometimes you go back to stuff and revisit, and you're like, Wow, I can't believe this. I didn't even realize that this stuff was still happening. Wow. Well, I thought Titus met Waka first, but it's actually he meets Riku first and then meets Waka. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't remember that happening. So. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Nintendo bought Next Level Games, so I can only assume more good things coming from them. Um. Okay. Especially as we keep hearing more rumors about the Switch Pro that's supposed to happen at some point. I actually haven't heard any rumors, so if you got them, send them to me, because I'd love to read about it. I've literally been, like, from the holidays, like, I've literally been hiding in a shell and only paying attention to hobby-related stuff. Like, I have, <laughs> I've done zero research for this podcast. <laughs> no, that's fine. Dude, I figured the first one we did for the year was going to be kind of all over the place, and honestly... I, I, I'm never going to argue with that because I enjoy that kind of uh, format anyways. It makes things a bit more bit more uh, loose cannon, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that's how we got fat uh, people falling. Which, by the way, um, I fell out of my truck twice in those two weeks. Twice in one yeah. week. <laughs> did you, did you yourself when you did it? I sure did, dude. So I went to go, I went to go get my uh, DOT renewed. And I was getting out at the doctor's office and I've got running boards on my truck, which is that extra step to get in and out of the truck. And I just stepped over it and I apparently stepped on ice and whoop, down I went. <laughs> like I went from, oh, I'm just going to get out of the truck to why am I on the ground to holy crap, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then you were uh, a fucking unique one, man. That's all I'm going to say about that. Dude, and then the next week I, w I went to the store. It was like that weekend. I went. It was like three or four days later. Later, I went to the store, came home, went to jump out of my truck again the same way, 
and I hit the only patch of ice in my driveway, and I went down the exact same way again. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And I didn't learn to hold on to the handle to get out of the fucking truck? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so. Having that old people problems. Dude. <laughs> Oh man, we got our first uh first official uh not really hate, but I got the as a fat person, fuck you. <laughs> hey, you're a fat person too, so you'd be like, you know what? <laughs> fuck you, because I'm, la- I'm I laugh at myself just as bad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. So We've, we've, uh, I guess, we'll, I guess we gotta talk about cyberpunk because we never, we kind of avoided cyberpunk as all their bullshit went down. Oh, <laughs> uh, we never really got in depth with them. So, what is Sense A? What's the ghost story? And... So, okay, Sense is a, is a, is a cyberpunk ghost story game on the Nintendo Switch. It has nothing to do with cyberpunk 2077. It's uh, it's a separate like, it's a separate side-scrolling like uh, horror game that has a uh, um, that that has a cyberpunk a, th- a theme attached to it. Oh, so and basically the anything controversy that has happened is apparently the costumes are too risque, and people were giving the uh, the developer shit over it. And it got to the point where these people were basically sending death threats to them, and they told they basically told the the, the their haters go fuck yourself. We're gonna put this game out. We're not changing anything. The way it is is gonna be the way it is. If you have a fucking problem with it, don't buy the fucking game. And then uh, and Good. and and then they aired out all of the and then they posted every single one of the fucking. Uh, uh, messages that they got, they posted the receipts of every person who was sending them death threats. They were charitable because let's be perfectly honest, I wouldn't have blacked out the names. I would have left them all out there so these fucking people can finally get their get their just desserts for telling people that they should go fucking jump off a bridge. Fucking hate that shit. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they, I have no fucking sympathy. Okay, first off, the Switch lets like fucking dating simulators on their eShop, and this is what they're gonna fucking complain about. Dude, they're not even that yeah. bad. They're like literally one of one of the char- the one character looks like Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. Like these aren't even that like I'm looking at the pictures on the website. They're not even that bad. What is everybody fucking complaining about? It's just I keep telling you, man, it's the fucking this is this generation's is this this era's concerned housewife scenario. It's a bunch of people bitching and complaining about, you know, won't somebody please think of the children? Why are you doing it? It's just a different coat of paint on the same fucking beat-up jalopy. It's all the same stuff. The problem is now is they have a bigger mouthpiece to bitch at these companies for. They can't send concerned letters like they used to be able to. And the irony of it is, is a lot of these fucking people are the same people who were part of the generation's or were part of the generations uh, paralleled to those who were bitching and complaining, uh, who were fighting against the censorship for like Mortal Kombat and fucking uh, um, all those other ra- like rated RS games. And these people now are are the you either live long, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the fucking villain. That's what's happened with this. They they've become the 
the henpecking concerned housewife types that are basically just fucking run over free expression and fucking artistic value because they're bitching about something being too risque. If it's got a goddamn rating of rating of teen or higher and you're bitching about them showing tits or showing too much rat, it's not your it's not their fucking problem that you're not paying attention. <laughs> the problem is, is they're not even that bad. Like the okay, so I found an article from GoNintendo.com that uh, this is the statement they gave. <laughs> okay, this, okay, it's Top Hat. The name of the developer is Top Hat Studios, um, and this looks like this was from. January 1st, the re- this game released on the 7th, so it's been out for two days already. It's going to make me want to pick it up. It looks like it's only 20 bucks on Steam, which I'm assuming is the same price on the Switch. Um, yeah. It released for all consoles, so every console can- has access to this. Uh, with the recent news of Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story coming to Nintendo Switch, we are aware of a large amount of messages and demands aimed toward the game's console platform released based on lies, claims that it is explicitly pornographic or somehow encourages violence, or most ridiculously, somehow breaks the law. First off, you have a game called Guns, Gore, and Cannoli. (laughs) Like, the fuck? There are violent games on the goddamn Switch. It's not just a kid system. Jesus fucking Christ, people. All right, anyway. Furthermore, voices have uh, have attempted to advocate making a sale of the game untenable through demanding harsh censorship aimed towards the developer's art style with threats to review bomb the game or harass uh, its distributors. In addition, we have received death threats from those who feel threatened by, the, uh, by what essentially boils down to an aesthetic decision of how pixels are arranged on a screen. While disappointed at these behaviors, we are certainly not surprised. Let us be clear on this. We will not censor the game because of self-centered crowds who care solely (laughs) about grandstanding. We categorically and absolutely refuse to restrict creative expression. Creators should be allowed the freedom to express themselves, particularly when it is an expression of the subcultures that they have uh, been immersed in. As a cyberpunk game, Sense uses imagery and themes related to the future hyper-commercialized, over-commodified imagery as part of its cyberpunk theme and inspiration. This is, a, this is reflected in all character designs. With that said, we ex- expert that this, I think they meant accept. <laughs> we accept that this is a, a lost on those attacking the developer for being harmful and somehow inflicting violence and pain. Those who believe words or images inflict violence should perhaps stop spurting their own hateful false rhetoric, and also cease condemning or condoning death threats to those they disagree with. We reject any and all of the aforementioned brazen characterizations of the game, and we would like to reiterate our principles against tampering with creators' expression. We would also like to reiterate the game is rated ESRB M 17 plus PEGI 18. I don't know what the PGEI is. This is not an AO game. It's not. It's the Peggy, uh, it's the uh, um, European Union uh, uh, ESRB rating. Oh, okay, okay. This is not an AO oh. game. Uh, not that, not have any laws been, not have any laws been broken. As, a, as a, some social media commenters have ridiculously claimed out of their biases, the game's rating reflects the target audience, and yet this fact is lost on those 
who have been le who have been led by a will of blindly crusading against their false perceptions. Once again, since a cyberpunk ghost story is rated ESRB M seventeen plus, the game will release as planned and without censorship on the seventh of January twenty twenty one. For Nintendo Switch, it can be pre-ordered and pre-loaded on the Nintendo Switch eShop. The game has passed QA on other platforms and release dates are being decided. This game will not be censored. We categorically refuse. Good for them. Good for them. Yep, yep, yep. Holy shit. This is this, this right here is got to be the start of all that shit that we started this episode with. These com- these companies and these people and these entertainers and the and content creators shit even us we like we you need to take a stand you have to take a stand otherwise everything's gonna disappear and this sounds like some slippery slope bullshit and you know even with net neutrality and stuff like that but the second big companies and people are pushed trying to push their beliefs on something that no longer becomes oh safe space oh you know free you have free speech you just can't have an opinion that differs from ours like that's not free speech that's not and because you don't like the way things sound or look does not make it okay to threaten people like there are laws for this type of thing like they should have sent Every single one of those death threats to the police and should have pressed charges. I agree. But the problem with that kind of stuff is, is logistically speaking, they wouldn't have a leg to stand on because without, um, without uh, further uh, escalation, it becomes kind of a headache to be able to um, really clamp down on that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, they could go through and just get handed all off to the local authorities. I I don't know how far it would get is my problem. Um, yeah, that's true. That's very true. But that's still like review bombing. I fucking hate review bombers. So I got kicked out of a the local moms and dads bullshit group, and uh for basically saying ps5 scalpers if you're doing that and you live in this area your mom's a hoe and they kicked me out um so obviously someone was doing it because their fucking mom's a hoe and um i would literally they would try to review bomb people like they said um one of the asian restaurants in town said the n-word to one of the girls that worked there and it turns out the guy doesn't even fucking speak english and they went and review bombed the fucking restaurant. So what did I do? I fucking ordered food that night from that restaurant and I put a good review in. Like, fuck you. For every 10 reviews, like, I'm going to put a good one in. Like, fuck you. Like, that's bullshit. Especially in a time where you were like, we need to support local businesses and everything's going to shut down because of the pandemic. Like, fuck you then. Stop leaving reviews. Shut all that shit down. Like, get out of here. Fucking dumbass people. Oh. but for real though like come on like you talk shit about me all you want i don't give a fuck what you people think about me <laughs> like for real though like like i i'm okay like you can criticize me all you want you can say like 
and if it's like good criticism, I might actually listen to you. But if you're coming to me and just saying, you know, fuck off <laughs> or you're a fat piece of shit or just because I don't agree with you, I'm some I'm like a racist or a Nazi, like just get the fuck out of here. Like I'm not listening to that shit. And I'll leave that shit for everybody else to see because I do not care. <laughs> so I live no my argument there. Brother. Yeah. The the second the second you have to start defending yourself like this company, they didn't defend themselves. They literally said, This is what we're doing. We want the freedom of expression there. Like this is it. That's it. They didn't have to they didn't go into some lengthy apology, lengthy having to explain themselves. The second you have to explain yourself, you've already started to bend to their will. Period. Because if you you get called racist or misogynist or whatever, and you know you're not, and you don't hold yourself in that, don't present yourself or hold yourself in that way or don't even have those beliefs, the second you have to start defending yourself to their bullshit, they've already made up their mind at that point. Like, there's nothing you can say that's going to change their mind about you. So at that point, it's either walk away or go about your go about your business and handling yourself the way you've handled yourself to this point. Because if you know you're not, there's no point. The, the second you have to like you feel like you need to defend yourself, you've already lost that battle. Agreed, wholeheartedly. I will never defend anything that I have to say. Like if I've said it, like and this is the one thing that everybody knows about me. Like if I've said something. I will not apologize for it. I've already said it. That's it. Now, will I change my actions afterwards? If, I, if you've changed my mind and I can see your point of view and I don't agree with it. Yeah, maybe I will. But I will never apologize for anything that's come out of my mouth ever. And that and that's just plain and simple. Like you can even ask my wife. I don't apologize for her for some of the shit that I've said. <laughs> Once it's said, it's out there. That's it. It's done. <laughs> I think people need well, to. If you look at it from a constructive point of view, in more in most cases, your uh, the apology ends up being empty anyways, depending on the severity of what you said. So, apologizing for it doesn't mean a squirt of piss in the rain most days. Yeah. So all those people that have said shit in the past, like anytime anybody like any SJW person has called like the whole ESAM thing and the whole um, from the FGC stuff and people getting banned for stuff that they said like ten years ago. That was 10 fucking years ago. You don't apologize for that shit. You don't. The, a person is not the same person that they were 10 years ago, period. And if they are, that's some like backwoods hillbilly, like missing chromosome sh type shit. Like you don't like people change. Like that's how it is. That's just literally how it is. So if if somebody digs up some old fucking tweets of mine or some shit that I said in the past, like. I can't even tell you like what I've said. I, I might have said some pretty misogynistic shit, but I'm never going to apologize for the shit that I said fucking 10 years ago. That's not happening ever. <laughs> I don't I don't kowtow to witch hunts and I don't think anybody else should. Exactly. But the problem is, is we don't have the same kind of uh, stakes. There's not much at risk for us versus a lot of the people who end up getting, you know, 10 year old tweets dug up that they, well, they yeah. made that they now well, have to answer for. Where, right. Whereas right. these people were, they, they have to deal with publicists and their fucking agents basically screaming at them to put out, you know, a 20 minute apology where, you know, they have fake tears coming out and be like, I was in a different place then. And like, yeah, I was, I was younger and I didn't give a fuck. 
it was in a t- during a time where I didn't have to worry about political correctness in a in a situation where I constantly had to step on eggshells all the time. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't feel like ever stepping on eggshells ever a fucking again in my life if I don't have to. Right. Fuck there's, the social contract there, in that room. There, there's some shit like we've been really good about keeping um, mainstream politics out of it. Like we cut, um, I want to say close to an hour out of that one episode with uh, where we mentioned AOC and the Among Us stuff only because I didn't I, I don't want to keep I, this podcast. This podcast isn't about politics. And we've said it multiple times. Keep the politics out of our games. And that's what we're trying to do for everybody that listens to us. And we're not trying to force a political view on anybody or a, a political leaning or I mean, you can kind of pretty much guess what the way most of us lean for the most part. Just because of the way we say things. And we've been really good about that. So, like, I like, but when it forces itself in, when with, uh, you know, like Pog Champ or um, like death threats from a company or just shutting down people's creativity, like, y- y- we have, you have to say something about it. You just have to. Like, right. I mean, at some point, maybe we, we will face some, something for s- shit that we've said. Like, fucking me saying retarded in like two or three episodes or me talking about fat people falling, even though I am a fat person or fucking Phil complaining about how people smell at conventions, which is a real thing. Like we're going to catch some shit and I get that. Like we're still small time right now, but like who cares? Like we've said it. It's jokes half the time. Like we're not, we don't actively hate people. Well, I hate some people, but the, those people know who they are. <laughs> but I don't shit like I'm not I'm, every anytime I have to shit talk somebody. I've either said it to their face already or I'm going to say it to their face. It's you, this this podcast will not be news for to the people that I hate. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> Get it out in the open. I mean, Every it's time true, we put out a couple like, of podcasts, there always ends up being another uh, another fucking uh, a gauntlet we toss to the ground to be like, fucking say something. And we a lot don't of the time, care. and a, we'll the, the, never the, care. you can't make us care. Yeah, this one's not getting cut out. Fuck that. Like a lot of the times I've cut some of them out because I've we've gone. I've I personally have gone or we've gone over that political line where I felt. But this isn't political. This is. The, the, I mean. People are trying to shut down a video game company that basically said, this is what we developed. This is what we're putting out. We've met all of the requirements. We have the right ESRB. We know what we've put out and we're not changing for you. Period. You're if we have to change for you, you're not the audience we want. That's what they've said. And that's what we've said from the beginning. If you don't like what we have to say, stop listening to us. Period. And I think that's what ends up happening for a lot of these people is they're so fucking used to everything being for everyone and it's not their fault. And that's what I want to say to this. I've been listening to a bunch of different uh, YouTube videos talking about this. It's the corporate fucking culture that's been cultivated for the past 25, 30 years. They try to make as much things for as many people and as many demographics as humanly possible to get the biggest bank. And it's something that's kind of permeated throughout every medium that produces something that can be purchased. And you have a bunch of people who are very much comfortable with that aesthetic 
because the, literally you have movies they dude they make a bunch of movies that are that are based on other things that are have heavy adult themes and they drop them to PG fucking 13 in the theaters cutting out a great deal of any nuance or any fucking narrative purpose attached to things because they're trying to fucking uh, they're trying to kowtow to the lowest common denominator people that's fucking insane you know yeah. why a movie is good? A movie is good when it has a narrative and it doesn't fucking have to try and customize itself to a specific thought process or to the, an amalgamed fucking general population who probably doesn't even give half a fuck about what's being said anyways. Dude, I, 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 the, the most aggravating aspect to most of the shit is the re-releases and other shit that reimaginings of shit that's already been done. Are you fucking kidding me? It was done right the first time. Why the fuck are you putting another another coat of paint on it? It looks like shit. It'd be like taking a fucking Warhammer fig, building it, and then putting six coats of paint on it for no fucking reason. Yeah. So. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're right. And I'm honestly, like, I'm. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. Like, I listen to Shapiro, and a lot of shit he says sometimes I don't fucking agree with. But I listen to it because I want to hear what the other side of the media has to say instead of what I'm being told, basically. And honestly, the, la the last the Fucking last thank you, the last rated R movie that I watched was Deadpool. <laughs> and I can't yeah. even say <laughs> I mean, yeah, that literally it. the last rated R movie that I was hyped for was fucking Deadpool and Shapiro and the, the Daily Wire and conservative media. What they're doing right now, they're putting out a, their own movie. It's called Run, Hide, Fight. And this is going to sound like a fucking paid promo, but it's not. It's just from the fucking trailers. Dude, I, I want to see this. It's about um, it's about a school shooting, basically, and how one of the kids fights back. And dude, in a time like this, who would have thought this fucking video, would this movie would have even been made? It's like a full length movie. And I mean, it's. I'll fucking watch it with you if you want to fucking stream it on uh, Discord or something. I'll fucking watch it with you. I don't mind. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I have to subscribe to Daily Wire because I don't really want to know. I don't really want to give them my money because <laughs> I, oh, no. I don't agree with half the shit they say. But I think they're doing a premiere in um, uh, a couple weeks on like a Thursday. I think they're streaming it on their YouTube channel. So if I could find it or maybe maybe I'll subscribe. I don't know. I'll do something like, well, I, I want to, I actually want to watch it. Like it looks legit. It's got, um, who, who's in the cast here? Do I recognize anybody? Uh, Isabel may Thomas Jane, Eli Brown. Uh, like, I don't even know who the main character is. Like, I don't know enough about this movie. All I know is the fucking trailer and it looks legit and it's fucking rated R. You, we don't have a movie about this is like an original thing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't have a movie about school shootings. I blame I, I like I said, I blame the corporatization of a lot of these mediums where um, visionaries and idea people are fucking dead. It's been replaced with copy paste, generic, watered down fucking uncreative bullshit that gets belched onto the fucking screen and doesn't have anywhere near the fucking dramatic impact that movies from past, from past times had. And a lot of it is because 
the younger generations are moving into places of uh of um of god i can't even think today uh they're moving into places of creativity and they have bring none with them they have they they go and they go to college and I, I don't know if they even fucking learn anything at this point because when i look at you know animation and i look at movies and shit like if before during during the early 2000s and even like the late 90s and early 90s there was hit after hit after hit all the fucking time and it feels like now you're lucky if you get a good movie that's watchable one out of every 10 fucking movies that come out that are high bill how the fuck are they still making movies like this when they're not even breaking even on most of these things moreover they're making them generic and watered down so they can attract the foreign market and the foreign markets don't even fucking like them because they're so boring if your foreign markets that you're focusing on don't give a flying fuck about what you're producing take a long hard good look in the fucking mirror because clearly somebody out there is just not fucking understanding this or they need to really dig in and find people who are creative and let them fucking run screaming into the hills with it because this is just stupid i i'm so <laughs> bored with and and we're at the point now where we're at the full saturation of comic movies i'm done with them i'm yeah. done with marvel I'm done with fucking D. I was done with DC to begin with. Like Wonder Mo the first Wonder Woman Woman movie was great. I have no interest in seeing any other movies beyond that now because like DC sucked. I watched two movies out of them. I watched fucking Suicide Squad, which was okay, and I watched Wonder Woman, which was okay. What I like the fuck? I like the original Wonder Woman. The I don't like the I haven't seen 1984 yet. Um, I do like obviously the Batman films minus a few of them. Um. Uh, what else did I like? I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. I heard it was like not very good. But yeah, like DC doesn't put out good movies. They put out good TV where Marvel puts out good movies, but not great TV. And honestly, like with all the stuff on Disney, I have no reason to watch Marvel anymore. I'd rather go back and rewatch Star Wars at this point. And that's honestly what I've kind of been doing anyway. I've said it on multiple occasions and I'll keep saying it. DC if they invested the money that they put into the Zack Snyder bullshit that gets belched out on the screen into their fucking animated offerings and they made those the movies they put out, I would be 150 fucking percent behind them. Uh, fucking Justice League Dark was fucking amazing. All the fucking shit they put out, amazing animated offering. I have never in my life watched stuff. Dude, Fucking Death in the Family, a great fucking uh, ser a great fucking Batman animated movie. Loved it. Yeah. Why? Why in the great fuck are you focusing on live action? Live action has no fucking intrinsic value. Nobody gives a fuck about it. And animation has been a huge focal point for a lot of nerd culture shit for years. Yep. Under fucking years. Under the Red Where Hood. The fuck you focusing on that. Yeah. Under the Red Hood. Um, what was the other one? Phantom. Uh, fuck. What was the Fucking other? Hush. They put out Hush. Hush. Hush was great, dude. They they've done so many good cartoon movies and like cartoons. Like that's what DC DC does good TV, and I oh I will always say that they do phenomenal TV. They suck at movies. Anyway, hundred percent agree. Let me. So here's so all the top reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. There's like six reviews of this movie, and you can tell how brainwashed they are. Um, 
This is from David Elich. I guess they got an early copy in, in September of 2020. Um, you might not expect uh, Cinestate, the right, uh, the right leaning Dallas production company responsible for dragged across concrete, brawling cell block 99, and allegedly uh, enabling a pattern of sexual abuse by producer Adam Donahue to create a sensitive and thought-provoking film about America's epidemic of school shootings, but not even if you lowered the bar down to the ninth layer of hell, the company's latest, least defensible effort would still manage to slink under it. An unholy cross between Elephant and Die Hard that depicts an armed attack on a Texas high school with all the realism of uh, Dana Loesch's wet dreams Run, hide, fight is a glib, artless, and re- reprehensible, stupid thriller that doesn't even have enough of its uh, enough on its mind to be pro- uh, pro- provocative. It's a movie made by someone who's seen too many movies and now made at least one too many as well. Oh, that's great! I'm watching this movie now. There's no like all this shit. Like what is, someone says, it goes, it's. It feels fundamentally, fundamentally tasteless, indeed, just plain wrong. <laughs> just by those fucking uh, th- those those ratings, you just go. I have to watch it now. Yeah, these are all but from remember, top critics. This thing is bad publicity when it comes to this shit. Yeah. Okay. So these are all top critics on. Yeah. This one says. Uh, this one was on September 11th. Jesus. So somebody somewhere one day had a thought: What if Die Hard except a school shooting? And not only didn't they immediately check themselves for other symptoms of lead poisoning, but thought, yep, that's a winner. <laughs> I like Die Hard. And then somebody goes, not for everyone, but the indie thriller delivers smart uh, arresting action. And that's not one of the top critics. All the top critics on Rotten Tomato are giving it a shitty reviews. But IMDb gave it a 7.5 out of 10. So. Dude, I'm watching this now. I have to. I have to watch this. Uh, anyway, we're taking over 2021. That's what's going to happen now. <laughs> Ugh. I'm just I'm literally just tired of people just screaming at other people. That's it. That's all I care about. I enjoy the Karen videos and people getting hit it with twisted tea, but Jesus. We're nine days into 2021 and I, I I don't know how this go, gets any worse. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Just let it, let all the let all the theatrics play out because that's what this all fucking is. Yeah. Let everything lock down to the point where we have fucking military people in the streets is, uh, enforcing curfews, and just roll over and fucking let it all happen. Lie so, back and think of what you what what America used to be. Yeah. Right. So, uh, not to end on even even more like stupid not stupid what am i looking for? depressing topic depressing literally depressing yeah, topic we're already at the rage point might as well add some sadness on top of it yeah for Bring real it on. um i don't know who this is but uh you I, I'll, I'll i'll take the helm on this one okay so because this actually has something to do with something we talked about a while ago so apollo legend is a uh um a speedrunner part of that community he also does youtube he also did i guess i should say 
YouTube videos about different controversies that were happening in the speedrunning community. And uh, he was also bre- branching into uh, like the twin, si- the, the twin, Ar- the, the twin galaxies stuff um, with uh, Billy Mitchell. Um, that actually was one of the things that how he came into focus for me is because there were several podcasters who were talking about him and his, uh, the documentary he did on uh, Billy Mitchell and the controversy behind his uh, scores on different games and the whole emulation affair. Um, he was later, uh, he later ended up getting sued by Mitchell about it and he ended up settling and gave all the rights to all of his videos concerning Mitchell to Mitchell. Uh, afterwards, there had been some back and forth with him and other people in the speedrun community. He had beefs with uh, some other YouTubers who also covered speedrunning. And he also was dealing with a bunch of different health issues and the constant stream of bullshit that was coming out from the, the speedrunning community on him. Because again, I'm not again. All of this, all of it's all allegations, as far as I'm concerned. But a lot of stuff that had occurred um, with a lot of the speedrunners who were the focus of his documentaries ended up um, turning their uh, their fan their fans against him, and basically death threats—the usual shtick you get for being on YouTube: death mm-hmm. threats, disrespect, that kind of stuff. And again, I'm not I'm not taking the guy's side. I don't honestly know you know, if he's a good guy or a bad guy in, in the grand scheme of things. But as far as basically he was trying to expose people and we don't know if it was actually exposing it. Right. But it eventually got to the point where it all, again, everyone has their breaking point. We're all human and stack on top of the bullshit he was dealing with, with COVID nonsense. And apparently he was dealing with complications from scoliosis and some other depression issues that he was having. And, he basically took his own life. He had did a stream before uh, he did the deed. He posted an actual suicide note. I'm not going to read it, but you can look online and uh, if you want to and, and look it up. Is that what? It's all over the, the. Is that the picture you sent me? It's the one. In, it's the one in our Discord. Yeah, it oh, actually yeah. is the his whole thing. He did actually post links and stuff to ensure that uh, financially speaking, his family would be taken care of, or at least attempt to. When, uh, upon his uh, exiting stage left and uh yeah it sucks he had a couple of, he had people who he was friendly with keemstar knew who he was tipster knew who he was and was on talking terms with him as far as i knew and they were they were following the whole process and as it was as it was playing out and they'd actually sent a uh one of his one of his uh friends actually called a uh um, what is that called when you call the police to check on uh, to check on somebody? Wellness I think it's called check. a what? A wellness check. Wellness check. Thank you. They did a wellness check on him, and the cops apparently found him. And he 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 had taken his own life. It sucks. You you hate seeing that kind of stuff, especially with the downward spiral he had for the past year. Because I watched his um his documentary on Billy Mitchell, and it was really well researched, but it didn't matter because. It, 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 as far as as far as that that was concerned, again, as you said, what what was the what was your mantra for Billy? Prove it. The prove the scores. Yeah, and that one. Yeah, prove it. Fucking prove it. And, Literally, and and he's doing so. So I mean, I guess that's the positive. But 
we have a but we have a dead body in the process and i believe mitchell ended up making a statement about it later i don't think he did he said anything negative about it i think he did talk about it and say you know what we had our differences but i never want anybody to kill themselves obviously i think anybody with a anybody with half a half a heartbeat to beat would say that so you're not going to hear me argue but it's just like everything kind of came tumbling down on him he just couldn't handle it and he fucking ended himself it, it just it sounds it is, like it sounds like the um the heat he was getting from the speed running community see this is this is what i'm saying about like what i was saying about earlier about people being welcoming in the fucking community like in the gundam community like come on like that's, that's all we're asking for is we're asking for um people to be welcoming and that's what not that's exactly what he didn't get out of that he got shit on by his own community and he that's all he knew and and that's what it looks like from just reading this right now um yeah and there there are allegations that there was some uh doubling down on some bad uh, on some bad choices and some other things with regards to what he was reporting on again when someone's dead spitting on their grave unless they unless they're a fucking monster is really not the way to go and i don't think anybody even did i think even his detractors even after the fact even said you know what dude he's 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 passed we're not gonna we're not gonna heap any more fucking coal on top of the fire here it's done it's over with no use no use digging up a fucking corpse and punching it because you ain't gonna get any of the satisfaction of them going out right and it's I mean it's sad. It really is. It's extremely sad. And 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 I know I know, like you said, we didn't want to end on a downer, but with regards to the with regards to everything going on lately, you gotta take the good with the bad. And I, I don't feel bad making sure that people are aware of this stuff. Now he end, he ended his life, I think it towards the end of the year last year. So, I mean, I can say it that way. It sounds further, but it's not like at the end of December, I believe this happened. Yeah. His, so, um, his letter it, was December it 30th. So it, it sucks. But like I said, we were off for two weeks. So we're just kind of catching up as on things as well. So, but yeah, rest in peace, dude. I'm, I'm like, like I said, this, this, it sucks that you had to go through so much mental and physical pain and I'm glad you're not hurting anymore, I guess. I mean, that's, yeah. that's literally all you can say with this kind of shit. I guess uh, the other thing I want to say, I guess, if if you just seem not welcome somewhere, like, I, I, I mean, you're welcome here, like here, like with us, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to like I grew up. OK, more stuff that people don't really I guess need to know about me, but um, I grew up listening to ICP and stuff and juggalos as much as a bad rep they get they are very welcoming of people and they're very understanding of the different walks of life people go through and i will never shun somebody out of a group because of certain things like we all have our different things but i've never made anyone feel unwelcome unless they have done specifically something to me and and even then, I go to the lengths of just avoiding them and ignoring them and acting like they don't exist. So I guess when it's all said and done, like if you need a place or you, you need to fit in somewhere, you, you fit in with us. <laughs> At least you fit in with me because 
that's really what it comes down to. So, my door, well, my my DMs have always been open to my friends and anybody who's feeling bad. I've always reached out to. I'm th- that that's never gonna fucking stop for me. It's it's hardwired into who I am, and it, it's hardwired into both of us. Like this, yeah. this is just the way we can function because. When you spend your life getting shit on in different ways, you want to make sure – If I mean, if you, if you end up growing out of it effectively, you want to reach out to people who may experience the same situations. And that's, that's honestly the way I look at it. I, I, I will talk to anybody. I will give anybody the time of day in a conversation. I, I've learned things about people that work in like stores like Hot Topic and Rags and all these other places – because I just have a conversation with them. I mean, it's not even like I get to know somebody. Like, if you ask my wife, she says I flirt with everybody. And it's not flirting, it's just being nice. <laughs> like, but that's, that's what you got to understand, Jay. And that's, and that's literally it. Like, age, oh, in ahead. this day and age, dude, it's considered flirting because nobody talks to anybody anymore. You're right, exactly. So, uh, like I said, uh, if you ever feel unwelcome in your own communities, you're welcome here, and we support basically anything that you want to do. Unless, of course, it's some evil bullshit, then that's on you. But exactly. <laughs> we don't we don't support that evil shit. But if if you like, if you're a speedrunner and your fucking speedrunning community is shitting on you you know come here hang out with us get us into speed running we'll we'll start our own speed running community you know what i'm saying if if somebody doesn't like your fucking nintendo games and they want to shit on nintendo in front of you all the time come here we'll we'll hug you because we're fucking we love nintendo <laughs> so there's there's always there's always going to be somebody there don't i get i guess what i'm saying is at a certain point in life you don't give a shit about the toxic people and you cut the toxic people out of your life. And some people need to learn that and some people never get there. But I guess if, you know, if you want to abandon your friends because they, they're unwelcoming, come find us. We welcome you. <laughs> so. We'll welcome in the, hall, in the hallowed halls. For real though. And like, how many, dude, and it's hilarious because it's like, all the people that are like, well, my family abandoned me because I'm LGBTQ. But how many people do we know are in, in the LGBTQ community? I can name at least like 10 off the top of my head between us <laughs> that we know. And so it's like, or, um, or you know, like fucking I, any, like it doesn't, if, if you treat us, you know, civilly and with respect and not, I mean, you don't have to respect us. But you just be civil and cordial. Like you're, you're always welcome here. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna take people shitting on me, and you shouldn't take people shitting on you. <laughs> this is how it is. <laughs> but I will never go out of my way to shit on somebody unless they deserve it. That's it. <laughs> you're here. So yeah. Anyway, so I guess that's it for us today. <laughs> Pretty meaty, dude. I can't argue with it. Yeah, I'm going to call this the don't shit on me. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. That's just terrible. <laughs> I'll figure it out. 
maybe we'll just go with some Norse thing for the Kaldheim releases. Anyway, so if you didn't, uh, if you're just skip through the episode, because I know some people do, we talked about MTG. We talked about, um, was it the uh, Cyberpunk Ghost Story on the Switch? We talked a little bit about Nintendo. We talked about uh, suicide and shitty people at the very end. And here we are. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to us. You're welcome here. Wherever it is, you can catch us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, Angry Wargamer, Angry Wargamer Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube because we do upload these episodes to YouTube every once in a while. Or no, they should be all the time, but sometimes it doesn't work um, at the Angry Wargamer Podcast. And you can catch Drew at Punk Toast on Twitter and orlando when he's here <laughs> you can catch him at ragnarok night on twitter so yeah well uh best way to get a hold of us is facebook or twitter so if you need anything from us you got suggestions you got criticisms hit us up until we work out a website that's actually the next goal i have for the podcast now that we have this uh new setup and hopefully this setup turns out great for us and um yeah remember stay sexy and go fuck yourself